plebeans, and welcome back to our podcast, uh, Is This Movie Still Good? Where we take a look at our childhood movies and ask the question if it's still good. My name is Mia Gravidor, and I'm joined by my lovely fiance and co-host, as always, Harrison Fagan. Um, so what movie are we watching today? Today, we are watching Fantastic Four, which is one of my favorite movies from, you know, when I was a kid. And I honestly, you know... I know you're going to ask me the question. I do think it's going to hold up. I think that it's... Oh, I think a lot of people, it's become fashionable to rag on old pre-Marvel superhero movies. I honestly think, and again, this might be 14-year-old me talking, I think this movie wasn't that bad. I remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what did you remember enjoying about it? Uh, I remember thinking that they, like, you know, I kind of liked the like updated take on the Fantastic Four and like I thought... As opposed to what? I don't know, as opposed to, like, their original origin story. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I thought it made more sense that they, like, that Doctor Doom got his, spoiler alert, gets his superpowers the same way they do, where, like, rather than, you know, like, the weird kind of origin story in the comics. I thought it simplified things and brought them together. When did you remember seeing this movie? First uh, seeing it. I, re- I saw it in theaters okay. when it first came out. I was really excited. I was a huge Fantastic Four fan. So, again, like rose cl- uh, rose-colored lenses, or I guess uh, dark blue jumpsuit-colored lenses. <laughs> and I went into that movie thinking that I was going to like it. I walked out of it, I think, thinking that it was the greatest superhero movie ever made. Um, and that anyone who disagreed uh, could fight me. Well, I am so glad we are seeing your favorite superhero movie because we bought the extended edition for... Yeah. A criminal price. Somehow only $2.50. There you go. I don't know. I think... What? Did they need to add more? Who knows? We'll see. There's 20 extra minutes, so we're going to find out. Oh my god. Snyder cut who? (laughs) 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 Well, this is new territory for us on our podcast because I think this is our first superhero movie. It is. Yes. Unless you count Kiki as a superhero movie, which you shouldn't because it was bad. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. <laughs> just stop, okay? That was a good movie. Just shut up. I'm going to get in one <laughs> shot at Kiki for the rest of our podcast. Oh, uh, no. Uh, anyways, so this is our first superhero movie, but it's in from 2005. So will it be as good as uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I think not. I kind of doubt it, but I honestly think that it's going to hold up better than we remember. What's this we? I've never seen it. Okay, well, but I think it's going to hold up better than we. I'm using the collective we. Like, we. The royal we? We as a podcast. So that the podcast includes you, me, and our audience. And so, Sasha, our cat. Yes. And so, like, I think we, those of us that have seen it, it's so like me, Sasha, some of the members of our audience, <laughs> are going to have fond memories of it and be like, you know what? Maybe Captain America wasn't Chris Evans' best Marvel role. You take that back about America's ass. <laughs> You take that back. You've already you've already he damaged. Was, he was the flame in the Statue of Liberty. That's what? basically what he was in this movie. Oh God! All right. Anyways, he so was America's entire body flaming <laughs> for the world to see. All right. So we are gonna watch Fantastic Four. I'm sure Four. that the I'm honestly like I think the I think the special effects probably gonna hold up and look great. I think the acting. I remember it. I remember being like, wow, Jessica Alba, pretty solid actress. What was when the last was, time you saw this movie? I was movie? about 14. You so were about 14. that probably actually, now that I say that out loud, that kind of explains that. I want everyone to know that Harrison still has a poster of the Fantastic Four in his bedroom. Yep. 
my dad used to work at a like a well not a movie studio but a company that worked with them and he brought that home for me because he knew i liked the movie yeah. yeah why did why why did you want the poster because i was a fantastic four fan also who were you also a fan of jessica alba yeah sit in that i'm gonna i'm gonna put it up on our wall like in our apartment soon no i'm okay after after we both really like this movie no we're not all right with that we are gonna watch the fan forecast it's gonna hold up i i think the first words that i say when we come back are gonna be well that was a great movie what do you think the first words i'm gonna say when we get back harrison i want a divorce yeah pretty much i think it's gonna hold up That did not hold up. Um, <laughs> that was very disappointing. Really? Yes. I I mean, I kind of enjoyed the campiness of it. Like, I didn't enjoy it because it was a good movie, but I kind of enjoyed just, like, deconstructing it in my mind and coming up with jokes that we can make about this movie, as you'll excuse the plane going over our head at LAX. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- that did not hold up to me at all. I'm kind of... I'm almost, even like 12 hours later as we're recording this after watching the movie, I'm kind of speechless at some of the choices that they made that they're just like, yeah, that's going to be a good film. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, can you you give us a quick summary in... What? Summary in 60 seconds. Summary in 60 seconds. Okay. Ready? Yep. Starting now. Okay, so a band of four people, it's uh, Reed Richards and Jessica Alba and Chris Evans and the guy from Breaking Bad all get together. It's not the... So all get together and they go into space and there's also another guy, uh, Victor Von Doom, and they get into a spaceship, they go in space, a cloud hits them and they all get powers and then they try to figure out what to do with their powers and then they band together to stop Victor Von Doom. Yeah, that was a pretty good summary. That was actually about 30 seconds. So good job keeping it under once again. Yep, because um, I know how to do it. You don't. No, I really don't. You suck. Um, yeah, I'm just not a good storyteller, to be honest. So I know. It's like a Even real though weak- that's like part of your job. Real weakness at my job. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think we're, we're going to do something a little different this time we with are? the movie. Yeah, we're, we're going to kind of go through it. I don't think that you can really categorize this movie as what worked and what didn't, because I didn't really think that a lot of it worked. I don't know. Maybe you feel differently? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. Well, what did you think worked then? I think, so, obviously the special effects didn't work. Obviously it didn't hold up. But no. I think it was a very, very superhero movie. I mean, it had an arc. It had, you know, it did. And you have to remember that what was it 2005 that superhero movies weren't the biggest thing yet so they didn't know how to really define like really good parts but honestly i think it was fun i think the comedy in it was really good the villain was stupid but you know it's like what do you want from a superhero movie you want to see their powers and you want to see them work together and you want them to see to defeat evil and i think they basically checked off all those boxes okay so i will say this as far as what worked i do think that chris evans as the human torch and uh, ben Grimm as the thing despite like you know the makeup was not the best that probably should have been a cg character um 
but they they did nail the dynamic they between did. those two characters in the comic. And Chris Evans, you know, like between this and like his turn as Captain America, it's very maybe different. The, gress, the greatest superhero thespian of all time. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. To be able to capture both of those two very different, very unique characters, I thought he did a great job. Uh, just kind of like, I mean, there were some questionable parts that probably would not have ended up in this movie. It's were very, it it's very of made its, today. It's very of its time, and you have to give the movie that credit. But yeah. to have it be, you know, I mean, I am comparing this movie to the fan fantastic one, the really bad remake. And I'm thinking, you know, like I the Josh Shrank one with Michael B. Jordan and yeah. uh, the girl from House of Cards. I think was yes, in it that and, was. Yeah. I mean, compared to this movie that we just watched, I think it's like this movie just like completely hits it out of the park as far as the campiness of it and just it's just it was it was stupid and you know they made puns and but I think it works because that's that's what the comic books used to be. Wow, this is actually kind of <laughs> I will defend this movie. <laughs> wow, we completely switched roles yeah. from the first segment. I, I was not expecting that. I had a good time watching it. Be it though I feel like if they would have casted Jessica Alba out and switched it with someone with more charisma, I think it would be fine. Yeah, I, you know, I, her performance was not great. I don't think that, that was entirely her fault, though. The one, one of the things that I had with the movie, like one of the central kind of themes of the Fantastic Four comics, at least when I remember reading them, was like the the love between like Sue uh, Sue Storm and Reed Richards. Didn't like they feel were, it. you know, like the first family of Marvel comics yeah. and whatever. And they just had absolutely no chemistry. Honestly, at all. it should have been the like the terrific three. If they would have just kicked her out, I think all three of them would have worked well. I mean, with Reed Richards being at least the weakest link, but at least he's giving it his best shot. Um, but I really think, I really like the dynamic between the thing and uh, Johnny Storm. Like, I thought that was... Yes, that was fun. Um, I did think that the the extended cut added some weird stuff, including, like, yeah. a scene yeah. with, <laughs> that, I did not, that it was not in the theatrical release, uh, with the thing getting, like, dusted down by his It was uh, like a, watching a porn. It was like a weird, there was, specific Yeah, there was, porn. like, a weird love scene thing in there of, like... This is how they're gonna do it because yeah, she was like dusting him, and he was and all like, like <laughs> yeah, that was disturbing, and I'm not surprised that that didn't make the theatrical cut. Uh huh. Um, you know, I, I just I thought that overall there was more for me that kind of took me out of it than what worked. Like, I want to go back to, I mean, obviously they didn't really have chemistry. I didn't think. Um, no, not at all. Another issue that I felt like was different from the comics and where they kind of missed the boat was like, like I mentioned about the first family thing and like the whole theme of like these fantastic, most of the great Fantastic Four stories is them working as a team to solve a problem. It's like, it's usually like it's Reed's sciency mind and then also like his stretchy powers and them using their powers in unique ways. It's like this, you know, ultimate squad of people that work together and, um, like come together and fight these and take on these threats as a team. And I really felt like we only got that like right at the very end of the climax when yeah. they took down Doom. There were no other, even the, there's a scene earlier in the movie on a bridge where they kind of like, where they kind of accidentally cause this like huge bridge accident because yeah. the thing scares this potential, this guy that they imply was going to like jump off of the, I believe it was the Manhattan bridge. Um, and he, like, starts walking back and he falls down and the thing, in order to save him, jumps down and, like, 
hits a semi truck with his shoulder and like causes this massive pile up and then a fire truck somehow like starts to fall off the bridge and they have to rescue guys from that so they kind of teamed up to stop that but not really they were still kind of getting control of their powers they were each kind of doing their own individual thing yeah and uh the human torch didn't really get to do anything during that scene Um, oh no 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 he saved that one girl he saved a little girl when something exploded. He, like, jumped in front of her. And oh, okay, yeah, okay. All right, because he, he couldn't fly yet. So that's, like, his, like, main, you know, ability to save people and stuff. And it, it wasn't until the end when they all teamed up and used their powers as one to take down Doom uh, with uh, the Human Torch flying around him and Sue containing it with her invisibility thing. That and was cool. Them and the thing using his power of knocking a fire hydrant over and Reed becoming a human hose and cooling him down and whatever. Like... That was cool, and that was, like, what I remember Fantastic Four stories being like, and I wish that there had been more of that, because I felt like that was, like, the strength. The stuff where they played into the superhero thing was, those were the strengths of the movie, and, like, got into, like, the com- the characters' kind of comic book um, origins and what they're like in that were the strengths, and I feel like the the movie spent way too much time on the origin story. I felt like it was, like basically like an hour and 45 minutes of explainer and origin story yeah and then we got like 20 minutes of a fantastic four movie i think probably the writers and the creators were probably already setting into motion the second movie they probably i mean i don't know i haven't seen the second movie i'm sure there's more action there now that they have everything yes, out of the way there definitely yes okay so then that's probably why they did that they set everything up so you can like these characters except jessica alba's character who fucking sucks um to be in that second movie i think it's really kind of like a prototype kind of way of doing things that now the marvel cinematic universe does now because i know that kevin feige was on this is a producer i saw in the yeah, although i think that was just in his role of Mar- at marvel comics and like working with filmmakers and stuff i'm not sure how much like actual creative oversight he well had. i mean you you can tell maybe this was the kind of thing that, oh no like, this inspired was, him this was the original mcu this was the original extended universe yeah uh, you know so like you can see Reed where during like... one scene just randomly with no explainer when they're yeah, standing yeah. <laughs> in front of okay first of all i want to go back so like th- this goes to the whole like them not really having any, any chemistry. Like, they're, they go on, like, this little date or whatever as they're starting to reconcile, Reed and <laughs> yeah. Sue, and they come out and they're standing in front of the Statue of Liberty, the fucking Statue of Liberty, like, one of the most iconic, like, landmarks in the world that, like, pretty much universally, I feel like if you showed someone this, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the Statue of Liberty. The first line that Sue says is, do you remember this place? <laughs> I know, right? It's like... I don't know. I feel like they shot it there because they're trying to establish, like, remind people, like, oh, they're in New York. But, like, do you remember this place? Like, this, oh, you mean the Statue of Liberty? Do I remember that as, like, the super genius of the team? Yeah, I probably fucking remember the Statue of Liberty. And then it somehow gets weirder because he asks if she was, like, into more of a manly man and, like, turns his face into Wolverine. Even though they've never referenced the X-Men once in the entire movie. And then he just turns back. They never touch on it again. No more references, but hey, this was the original shared universe because they imply that Reed Richards knew who Wolverine was. So I think that was part of a deleted scene. I looked it up on IN. No, 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 that's in there. No, that's it's not. It. No, I remember that. No, no, scene. no, it was a deleted scene. Are you sure? That's what I. Oh, read. maybe it was deleted. Okay, well, if that was deleted, then that was deleted for good reason. Yes. Um, but yeah, maybe I do remember watching that from a deleted scene then, and that wasn't in the theatrical cut. That was very weird. That was really off-putting. Yeah. And, you know, they just, like, did not 
yeah, I didn't feel like they had any chemistry. There were a bunch of, like, things that kind of took me out of it that I want to go through one by one because I think that you might even have riffs on these, even though you are now the biggest Fantastic Four stan on the planet. Can't wait to um, watch the second one. Yeah, I, I think, number one, that nurse needs her medical license taken away. Oh, my God. Scene. So Maria, Maria Menunos. Yes, Maria Menunos, the lady, you may know her from before your movies. The Nuvi. The Nuvi lady. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um... She needs her medical license taken away. She's a fucking idiot. Yeah, well, so let, let's let's go back. For those of you that don't remember the greatness that is the original Fantastic Four movie, um, first of all, she's treating Johnny Storm's character. He comes in, like, basically kind of slightly sexually harasses her by telling her, you know, he th- I mean, I guess not. That's, like, that's just a little over the top on a compliment. I don't know. He said, I think you're, you know, I think you're hot. I guess that's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not fine. No, it's but not at all. It's not fine. It's uncomfortable. I don't know that there's like any like legal reper- should be have been any legal repercussions to that. But anyway, he's establishing like this kind of you know like already tainting like doctor client like relations or whatever. And then she's like, "Well, I need to take your temperature." The temperature is at two oh nine when he takes it out of his mouth. She somehow does nothing about this. Goes on a date with him out on a ski like goes on a skiing date with him. Jumps Wa- out of yeah, the helicopter. watches him jump out of the helicopter. No, she jumps out first. Yeah, but then she saw him jump out. It's like, oh, this man that has a 200 degree Fahrenheit, you know, fever that's supposed to be in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, let's just go snowboarding. It's they're so much a, fun. Yes, they're in a quarantine. And she goes on a date with him, and then she sees him literally catch on fire <laughs> while they are skiing. He falls into a giant tub of ice. All of his clothes are gone, and like the the hot tub is like bubbling up and whatever. Now it's a hot tub now yeah, in the yeah, ice. Yeah. And and he's like, well, it's warm. You want to get in? And she just gets in. I know. It's, what? Maria Menounos. It, that's a good thing that, you know, she now has a job in front of movies. Because this nursing thing did not work out for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the one thing that did bother me was the level of, like, sexism that they made. I know that Johnny John- Storm is very much a chauvinist. Yes, he is. And a playboy kind of character and that goes to his character he is like a ladies man in the comics but this took it to like it was disgusting how gross it was like it was just these random women always around him yeah well the elevator scene yeah oh my god the elevator scene okay so the i'm not sure if that because i don't remember that that might have been also a deleted scene so maybe they realized that that wasn't like the best so like every time johnny storm goes into an elevator and a woman comes in he like because he's the human torch yeah. he starts to heat up the place and they're and the ladies are always like oh it's really hot and then they take off their jackets and i don't know what he's supposed to be doing like just I, looking at just... their tits or like it's just like ew gross like that's just yeah. skeevy it's not even like cool you know yeah get it yeah that was that was a little like that that whole dynamic with him and again this movie was made in 2005 so this is like filed under the like they probably couldn't do that today. Yeah, um, definitely. But because that, you know, that's pretty perverted for him to just stand in an elevator heating it up. And, like, the women keep walking in and they're like, oh, it's like a sauna in here. And they, like, they like look at him, like, and just take off their jacket or whatever. Yeah, they're always wearing tank tops. Yeah. Even though it's, like, New York and it's, like, I think in the middle of winter at some point. I don't think it's winter, but it's not, like, it's, it's implied that it's not warm yeah. outside because everyone's wearing coats all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, but I do think what they got was, I know he's a show-off, and they really captured that and how, like, he thinks so highly of himself, and then it all of a sudden, and he craves that attention, and then all of a sudden just flips on him, and he thinks, oh, wait, maybe I should change the way I act. 
I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he no, he's the only he's the main one with like an actual real person character arc. No, I thought and then I was also going to go into the thing where like he's struggling. He's getting mad at everyone cuz it's like you don't look like me and like I'm basically a monster nobody likes me. You guys don't understand. Yeah, they nailed that part cuz that, that was, is a central tenet yeah. of the thing's arc in the comic book. Yeah, like I really felt bad and then, you know, he finally gets what he wants and decides, you know, that's not going to help anyone, so I'm just going to go back and accept who I am. Yeah, just part of it was a little tonally weird to me in that like it was so he he goes back to town. He leaves the quarantine area and he goes back to town and he like calls his girlfriend on a payphone or his fiance oh, yeah. on a payphone and she like comes out and he's like he's t- basically talking to her he's like you know how we said we'd be together like forever no matter what and then he like comes out and, and she's all like thing. she starts screaming she runs away and it's like okay like that's kind of honestly a normal first reaction i feel like, i feel like you really can't hold that part against her but then there's this bizarre like of all the times that they could have had her come and, like, give him back the engagement ring, it's right after he saves, like, a million people on a bridge. She just walks up and it's just like, here, I, I can't be engaged. Yeah, I'm, like I'm even wondering if she saw him on TV and she's like, oh, there oh, he is. Oh, that's where he is. Okay, let me go walk on this bridge. I don't know if maybe that was just to reinforce that, like, even if he's a hero, he'll still be a reject type thing. So, like, maybe it kind of works on that, that level. That doesn't make it any It just felt like sense. a weird yeah. way... He, like, saw her, and then she didn't even give him the ring. She just, like, threw it on the ground and walked away. Um, also, the actress that plays his fiance was Andrea from Walking Dead. I looked it up. And, uh, yeah, her character's a bitch in Walking Dead, too, so. Mm. But you haven't seen it. So, so she's been typecast. Yeah. So I'm glad that they found other roles after this. I mean, with Andrea going, I mean, with that actress going to Walking Dead and then the thing going to Breaking Bad. He's not on Breaking Bad. That's not the same guy. I promise you it's not the same guy. I don't care. It's the same guy in my head. I already looked it up. I know it's not, but it's, it's Michael in my Chiklis. Head. He's from The Shield no. and Gotham. He is the guy from Breaking Bad. Okay, he's the guy from Breaking Bad. He's the guy that's he's the bald guy that's not Heisenberg. Yeah. Um <laughs> I guess, like, there were a couple other, like, just weird moments that I just want to touch on before we, um, before we wrap this up. And so there was one part where Sue is going through Reed's stuff. And, like, she, she, like, first of all, that's kind of a personal violation. He's, like, inviting you into his home to, like, stay there while he tries to figure out what's going on with everyone. And she's, like, going through all of his stuff. And, of course, he keeps clippings of all the times he's mentioned in the newspaper. <laughs> under one of those scenes, <laughs> under one of those things, it's, like, boy wins science prize. And then the next headline down is hate crimes on the rise. <laughs> Like, where is this newspaper and from? And so he just has this, like, he has this clipping in his room. He didn't even cut that part out. He's just like, I want to remind myself that hate crimes were on the rise. <laughs> it was just, like, a weird choice by the filmmakers. Um, I also thought that, like, you know, as much as 14-year-old me liked this, I did think that the objectification of Sue Storm that was, like, was a disgusting. little much for a character that is not like that in the no. comic. She's not supposed to be, like, the... Like, Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she, she's, like, the kind of brainy, like, she's the mom, honestly, of, like, the Marvel Universe. And it was, like, I know they cast Jessica Alba to play her, and I know that that was probably, like, a sex appeal play or whatever. I just felt like... So, apparently, from INDB... Yeah. Did I do it right? Yes. Okay, so... Now I, you've got me questioning. <laughs> you said it wrong so many times. So, apparently, they only put that scene in, like, when she takes off her clothes after they cast Jessica Alba. <laughs> 
that does not surprise me. That's even disgusting. In well, there were multiple scenes like that, and it was like it became the theme where she had to like strip to get invisible. And like the one time on the bridge, like it happens, and uh, you know, like she loses her powers and she's in her underwear in front of everybody, and then is able to get them back and goes and saves people. And then she, when there's one point where okay, the paparazzi are apparently like, and People magazine are covering like the minor business transactions of corporations. They're like, who does Sue Storm work for now? No one gives of a all fuck. the headlines <laughs> that they could have had about Sue, like this, you know, invisible woman, like. It's, who does she work for now? Why is that on the cover of people? It was just another weird choice. But, like, she's trying to get away from paparazzi as she's leaving the Baxter building. And she has to strip again because, you know, they just hadn't done enough of that in the movie yet. Or, like, the scene where they walk in on her in the bathroom and she has to go invisible. Yeah. Um, like, it was weird. Just, yeah, it was, it like... It just a, wasn't necessary. Yeah, it was, it was something that would not make it into, like, a Marvel movie today. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you, like, why these films... Like, it's not why they... That's not the main reason why they failed. But it's just, like, it's a lack of totally getting these characters and what completely what makes them work. And trying to be, like, use movie producer, like, we need a sexy person logic on these properties that kind of work without that. Like, I know comics obviously objectify women, too. And, like, her suit is obviously revealing in the comics in that it's, like, skin tight and whatever. But all superheroes. Yeah, all superheroes are like that. And it was just, I don't know, it just felt totally off. It felt gross. Yeah. It felt gross. Um... Also, the fact that... There were no that, female writers on this movie. I, I have not looked at the IMDb page, but oh, I feel I can confident. for sure know that there's probably... Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. So, the one thing that, like, took me out of it was, like, having Jessica Alba be, like... She's supposed to be, like, a brainiac, right? A scientist? Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't see that. Yeah, she didn't really channel that energy. The she best. did like, not. I, I don't know how she, much... She, like, it... was wearing, like, really skin-tight clothes, which is fine. Like, you can be... But wow, just... 2019. No, 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 Mia, I'm just saying... Mia's shaming people for their dress choices. Couldn't be me. It's just, she showed a lot of boob. I'm just saying. But, I mean, if she has it, she can flaunt it. But I'm just saying it's not a realistic trait for, like, a scientist that she, ma, probably doesn't really care about their appearance... Or they could. True, it wasn't true to her comic book character, but there you maybe go. you know it's. It, it's I mean, scientists can be sexy. That's yeah. fine, but you know. Yeah, it was just it was, it was clearly a too like much. it was a lot of like just them trying to set her up to be ogled, and yeah. it just fell off with the rest of the movie and with the, the way that the comic books are and all of that. Um, the only other thing, uh, awkward segue alert, but the only other thing that I wanted to throw in there, you talked about the Thing's character arc earlier, and I do think that that was, like, mostly well done in, like, how, you know, he's, like, a reject, even though he's doing these good things, he's struggling with it, and he's, then well, he, Doctor Doom tricks him into losing his powers, and then, uh, like, you know, he has to regain them and come back and, like, help save the team. But... oh the one part that was like kind of took me out of it like i know that it's a superhero movie so suspension of disbelief but they see the thing kind of they see the lights going on at the baxter building as he's transforming back into the thing using that machine that they used to detransform him yeah um and within i think about 30 seconds of screen time he is all of a sudden busting back through the wall of von doom's office oh my god which is like it doesn't matter three miles away it doesn't matter just in new york traffic in this economy oh my god in this political climate that wouldn't happen what can he jump like the hulk now yes 
I'm... It just shouldn't matter. He saved the day. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and then there was, like, he didn't care about collateral damage at all during that final fight. He he asked these ladies if he could borrow their car, and the lady actually kind of had a funny line about, like, you know, like, it's a stick. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And he just throws it at Dr. Doom. Yeah. And that car hit Doom, so, like, points for that. It also hit a bus that was oh, driving. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Caused yeah, yeah, yeah. a multiple car pileup. <laughs> there was at least a driver on that bus. Yeah. It was not automated unless they're introducing automated buses into the... Like, the thing definitely killed civilians during that final fight. I mean, it's collateral. It's gonna For happen. For almost no reason. It's gonna happen. You know, you can't, you can't just, like, nitpick everything. It's a fucking superhero movie, okay? I don't know, yeah. I guess, like, the, the only other thing that was weird to You're me... You're just was, salty because like, you... It didn't hold up and I have higher standards now that Marvel gave me. Oh, wow. So you think I have lower standards now? I get, I think you went into it with zero expectations yep. and I went into it expecting it to be good and this just shows how nostalgia can affect us. I mean, I had a good time watching it. I'm glad you did. Um, she, well, speaking of... She went invisible to accept the engagement ring. That was my final note and that was very weird. At the end when he proposes, she like just turns invisible, I guess to remind you one more time that she can. Yeah. I don't know. It was... Um, but speaking of, we do have a nice little coupon in the extended version that we bought at a used DVD store. It is uh, $8.50 off to go see Rise of the Silver Surfer in theaters. So, I mean, if you want to go, maybe they'll still honor it. <laughs> yeah, let me go try that at a movie theater. That'll that'll work really well. It doesn't like, have an expiration date on it, I'm so pretty sure you can it probably has to pull have that an shit. expiration date on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll try it. We'll we'll let the listeners know how it goes. Well, I just like the fact that that's... Yeah, that's, that really speaks to this movie. Yeah, that that, that someone like bought the extended version and was all excited for it. Oh, well, and 20 more minutes of new footage. And then they were like, this movie fucking sucks. I don't want to watch... I don't even want to watch, you know, Yeah, I don't even one. want to go see the sequel. Not <laughs> even for eight fifty off. Which, like, back in, like... What the second one probably came out in two thousand seven ish, like I think, without looking it up, like that was like almost a whole movie ticket, if not a whole movie ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this person was just like free movie, nah. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just give um, it. So that's that's the Fantastic Four legacy. The second film is worse, I would say, um, but maybe we'll watch it for this movie because I did really like it as a kid. Um, Mia, Mia, first of all, I want to apologize to you, and I want to apologize to the listeners. I feel like I've talked over you a little bit. I've talked a little bit too much this podcast, because I was very amped up about this movie, and I had a lot of thoughts. I made a lot... You saw me. I made a lot of notes while we were... How many, how, how, how many notes did I make? Zero. Yeah. As usual. Um, <laughs> you know, you fly off the cuff, and I respect that. Um, but I want to give you... I want to cede the floor to you, and just any other observations that you had about this movie, or any other feelings that you have about it, as you pull up your phone to text. No, I'm um, not texting. I'm just looking up stuff. Anyways, um, no, I, I pretty much, I liked it. Like, I'm I'm actually very surprised that, like, I enjoyed myself. I think it was the humor was actually like there was some smart yeah there were some funny moments yeah I, i'm not gonna completely shit on the movie like there were moments that it was uh, it was okay yeah and like despite you know they got some things right they just there were a lot of things that were very pre-marvel we had hollywood has no idea how to yeah make a superhero and i movie think that's why stuff. i liked it because it was just so like completely different than like the marvel movies that we're used to now that have more of like they care more this one's just like let's just do oh actually i did have a thought though <laughs> sorry <laughs> so while i was watching the movie i was like fantastic four okay so i was looking at all their powers and i was like why does this seem familiar because it's the fucking incredibles 
Yeah, The Incredibles are basically like a Disney version of Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you didn't I know didn't that. realize it either. So yeah. I was just like, oh my God. I mean, there's obviously differences, but there's a lot, it's of, basically there's a the lot same. of Fantastic Four. So, like, the... you have the thing and Mr. Incredible. They're both very, like, yeah. bulky and strong. And then you have Mr. Fantastic and Elastigirl. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously. The Sue kids Storm. don't exactly line up, but no, no, uh, no, 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 the girl can go invisible. That's right. She can go invisible and she has force field powers. Yeah. And then da- the Dash character, the fast character, eh, it's Yeah, same. he doesn't light on fire, which is probably more friendly for kid audiences anyway. It's like the um, same thing. They're both hot-headed and yes. they're fast. And yeah, stuff. no, it's very much like an homage to the Fantastic Four. That, yeah. that movie is kind of a love letter to what like those movies could be. Uh, and that's that movie is honestly a lot more like what Fantastic Four comic books are like in that like it's a family coming together. It was basically like what if Reed Richards Had and kids. Sue Storm? Well, they do have kids. Yeah, in the yeah, comics, yeah. I but know what that. if they were the Fantastic Four with them? Yeah. Um. And yeah. Well, I am pleasantly surprised that All I right. actually like this movie. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed parts of it too. It some parts held up better than I thought. The the one thing that we didn't touch on yet was the Doctor Doom redesign. What did you think of it? I mean, it's Marvel character, like Marvel villain. Like they're pretty much throwaways, anyways. So it's not like Doctor Doom's one of the most iconic villains of all time, though. Uh, I don't really know him that well. I know he comes from like a mystical area, which they mentioned like twenty times in this movie, and like even in the sequel, barely comes up again. They're like, oh, but yeah, wink, wink, Latveria. Like maybe he could go take it over at some point. Yeah, cause... he doesn't really. Every it's funny how everyone else references it, but he doesn't. Like that's supposed to be his homeland. I feel like he'd be like, really... and he has no accent. So yeah, well, you the, know. the one thing that I will say, okay, so I think that the, I'm referenced this in the intro, I believe the origin for him makes more sense than it does in the comics. And that like in the comics, he just like hates Reed Richards. And so he like l- teaches himself mystical powers <laughs> and puts on a mask to like cover up his scarred face and yeah. like, fight people. And so this one kind of made a little bit more sense. He got his powers in the same accident. He was more intertwined with them. I, I get that the powers come from the same thing. So it makes sense that he has them um, and why he would hate them a little bit more. Um, the one thing I didn't really like the redesign of the mask. I think they probably should have just stuck with the way it is in the comics. I thought um, that's what it looked like in the comics no it's a little bit more square and it, it looks different this one just looks like like a human shaped face mask and that one is like it, it's different it looks almost like a like a tiki or something it didn't bother um, me it bothered me okay. and he never puts on the green cloak oh no he does yeah, yeah, he, does. He, does. yeah he does um so i think there were parts of it that you know like were true to character and parts of it that they probably shouldn't have like redone in my opinion um but you're i also, also like a nerd yeah yeah that's fair mm-hmm and you also look. You also still have the poster in your room that you stare at all the time. So of course your I don't stare at it all the time. I have a bunch of posters in my room from my childhood room from when I was a child. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That is going to wrap up this podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we actually. I actually enjoyed recording this one. This was like fun. Oh to my god! Be yes. Okay. So a little behind the scenes. Um, Harrison. Every time we stop recording, he presses pause and he looks at me and says that was terrible why did we do that and it's like oh my god you are I so critical i'm striving for greatness i'm like well i had a good time talking to you you know but apparently you don't like talking i had to a me. good time talking to myself this episode yeah i know you always do <laughs> <laughs> um all right so what movie are we watching next week what are you picking as your uh childhood favorite or next week or whenever the next episode drops and we have time um what are you picking as your childhood favorite um you know i didn't really put much thought into it so give me one second let me just go through the catalog um of movies that i have seen and uh 
you have not. I think it's it's time we watch. Can you pick an actual good one this time Shut that other people up. relate to? So, <laughs> here's it. Uh, so, I have a movie in mind. I don't know if you've seen it. We'll see. If you have, then I guess we'll change it. But now that we're getting into the spoopy season of September, October, which is just Halloween. I don't care if it's not October yet. It's Halloween. Um, I used to love watching a little movie called Monster House. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I'm willing to give it a shot. It's... One of my favorites. I remember. I watching. don't already have strong negative feelings over it. So All right, so we're off to a good start. Thing, yes. So as always, you can find the show on iTunes. You can find it on. Are we on Spotify? No, SoundCloud. Fuck no. Fuck no. No, just iTunes now. Yeah. Okay, just iTunes. Um, and um, leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out. If you enjoy listening to these, this is a labor of love. We just do this for fun. So if you want to help us get spread to more people, then if you leave us a five-star review, leave us a review, and we will read it on the show. Uh, Mia is actually checking right now to check if we have any others that we need to read today. Uh, we just did a bunch last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, that really, if, if you like the podcast, it's just a small gesture that can really help us out. I know your time is valuable of your day. Um, but it does help us get the word out about this and, you know, maybe turn it into something someday that makes some money. But for right now, uh, <laughs> we're just poor. Just, this is just for fun. And yeah, we don't have any money. So, so leave a review. Unless you hate us, then don't leave a review. Please. Five stars really helps us out. And Mia, I believe has one. Yes. It's from D'Angelo. Okay. This is, uh, I'm guessing someone from my other job. <laughs> says, as someone who has a fiancé who hasn't seen any of the childhood movies I've seen, I really enjoy the concept of this podcast. Me and Harrison have great chemistry. I think they may have a crush on each other. This podcast is really entertaining, even though I haven't watched most of the movies that they have had episodes on. They do a great job reviewing and make me want to watch, despite how bad some of the movies are. I also have an idea for the show. Maybe once a month you can tell the listeners to suggest a movie to watch and why they enjoy it with a five-star review. I think it would be really cool. I actually think that's a great idea. I think so too. Okay, so next, so next episode, we will uh, announce the winner of the first inaugural "You Pick What Movie We Watch" contest. <laughs> and so leave a five star review on iTunes, and uh, yeah, this is this is great. Actually, that was a great review. Thank you, D'Angelo. If that was actually D'Angelo Russell, that's great. Oh, um, thank you so much, you famous basketball player. Yes, that Mia doesn't know, but also I don't know, but I want to admit that I kind of have a crush on you. You're okay. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening. Um, make sure to subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next time. And leave those five-star reviews. It's clobbering time. <laughs> <laughs>